And this is Kim. And we are Saucy Southwest. Where we bring you the histories, mysteries, and mayhem of the American Southwest. And we dreams. What are we drinking today, Anna? So, we are revisiting um, the Bow and Arrow Brewing Company that we had uh, a few weeks ago. With the denim packs, which is super yummy. And Rod had one the other night. Yes. And oh, you were here for it. Yeah. He, and, he, he, and he was like, oh, this is good. This yeah. is really good. Yeah, it's and, I, and I'm like, okay, because Rod's really weird with beer. Like, yeah. he will try anything. He, he doesn't have anything that he doesn't like. But for him to take a sip of something and be like, oh, this is good. Mm-hmm. And then, like, it halfway through, he's like, do we have another one? No. No. No, Daddy, we don't. Also, <laughs> that's my can. I'm not sharing. Except a, a sip. sip. Like, I, I shared yeah. just one sip. Like, oh, yeah, you should try this. It's it's phenomenal. And then half a big can later. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um. So today we are having the Savage Times Sour IPA. Um, which I, I'm hoping with as hot as it is outside, it'll God, be it's nice. So fucking so hot. Fucking hot. It we, is not normally like this. No, in, in New, northern New Mexico, I mean, if you go like down into the desert, they get lots of hundred plus days, mm-hmm. lots of ninety five plus days. This is the what the third day in a row of ninety plus days, and I'm like, I don't move here for this shit. Well, and we don't norm- where we live because we're high enough in elevation. We're usually not hitting, like, mid-90s until that hottest part of summer um, like, in, like, late July. July early or, August, yeah. Right. Like, that's when we normally get it. So the fact that we're getting it so early, I'm like, what the fuck has just happened to this world? Okay, so let's... Climate change is let's, real. Let's try this. Yep. What's the name of it again? So this Savage. Is the, yeah. Savage. It's a really pretty can. Their labels are on point. It's like a... A Western um, kind smells of smells good. Yeah, it's a Western like psychedelic it landscape with like these cool bubble thingy oil spot things that are like reversed. If you if you look at it upside down, you could it's like it's I, yeah, the reverse no, landscape. I can see it, yeah, so it, like it's cool. I like it. That is why I get these most of the time. I it's I am not a I like sours, but I don't like IPAs. But I'm going into this with an open mm-hmm. mind. Okay, your face is saying good. Ooh. Try it. Okay. If you don't like it, I'll drink it. Like, it's not like an IPA, right? It's like a sour. It's very, it's citrusy. It's, it's sour. It's like a sour made a Hefeweizen, not a sour made an IPA. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Delicious. It's actually really good. I don't know why they called it an IPA. If you do not like an IPA, please try the Savage Times because it does not taste like... I, I hate IPAs. I hate IPAs. And I'm like, oh God, okay, I'm not looking forward to this one. But we got to try IPAs because a lot of microbrewers do IPAs. Exactly, so. yeah. But, um, God, I wish I had one of these yesterday on the lake. So my girlfriends and I went up to Lake Abiquiu, which is farther north, but they tend to be hotter than we are down mm-hmm. here because it's... Aren't it's they a lower? Little, they're lower? They're, they're lower elevation, mm-hmm. and it's beautiful up there. If you ever get a chance to go to Abiquiu, go. That's where um, Georgia O'Keeffe, like, did all of her paintings mm-hmm. and yeah, Ghost, Ghost Ranch is up, up there. there, and it's beautiful. But um, we were there, and we thought that there would be a shit ton of people on the lake because it was, like, 
we looked and, and we knew it was going to be between 88. Some people, um, we each have our different weather apps. This yeah. my, my three girlfriends that go out. And we had a high between 88 and 91. So we figured 90, yeah. you know, about 90. And it was, when we left, it was 96 out. So, which, and it's a dry heat and blah, 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 blah. But when you're not used, when it's, like, 90 is a hot day up here. Yeah. But the lake was, like, the perfect lake temperature. Ooh. And there were, like, these little ribbons of cold <sighs> running through nice. the lake. And yes, I bought yes. these cheap-ass floaty things. They were, like, $12 for three. Yeah. And I have to buy... I have to buy another packet because there's four of us. Mm-hmm. And my girlfriend, Myra. Hi, Myra. She listens to the show. Oh, hello, Myra. Fan of the show. Yeah. Um, she's like, oh, I don't like lakes. I don't, you know. And so she, last time we went, was kind of like, got her feet wet, and but guardian of our stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, so I'm like, okay, I'm not going to get her one of these because. Right. No, she's not going to be in the water. She's not going to yeah. Right. That bitch. <laughs> Who I adore. Said with love. Uh, said with love. Caught it was like, so there. The, I got the three because I figured Lexicon and yeah. and Shell and I would be like, because that's what the way we were last time. No, Lexi and I were taking turns, guarding some, stuff. Guarding stuff and yeah. So I've got to buy another one of those float things. Um, oh no, the, I want one of the. Um, I was at Sam's today and they have like the the big ones that you can be in and. All of these people that are in the ocean and those things, y'all, we got to talk because you're fucking stupid. You do not take the giant floaty thing into the ocean. You take it to the lake where the worst that happens is you are blown to the other side of the lake. Right. Like people can come get you. It's fine. If you want to take it to the ocean, just expect to get eaten by white tip sharks in the middle of nowhere because that's what happens. Well, and we were... um... Oh, yeah, and I was out there floating along, and it was lovely and really good. You can finish mine. Oh, okay. Um, I, I will do that because I am quite enjoying it. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm like, battling a sunburn and still feeling a little bit dehydrated. Uh, and it's yeah. not a bad sunburn. It's one of those sunburns I showed you earlier. Yeah. Where, you know, where your, uh, ladies, where your swimsuit top, your- like your tank. I wear tanks because um, I'm fat and old. Um, and... But where like the the straps were rubbing off mm-hmm. the um, the sunblock, like, and I didn't go underneath when I reapplied. Mm-hmm. So and and for me, I'll tan. It'll be tan tomorrow. Yeah, you'll be But fine. for today, it's a little uncomfortable, and I'm a little dehydrated, so I'm not going to be drinking quite as much. So, um, but get no, you'll laugh at this. Mm-hmm. So when we get to the lake, I usually drive. And I and I do lunch. That's like my thing. Yes. Lexicon brings the beverages, mm-hmm. um, and Shell usually gets. Um, a, my rings breakfast, and Shell picks up whatever extra stuff we need, right? And that's just the division. Yeah. And they're like, we were out there yesterday, and we were having our sandwiches, and it was, and it was lovely, and um, and I can't remember who said. The only thing that would make this better is if we had a boat. And yes. and when they said that, all three of their faces turned to me. And I'm like, I got gas money and sandwich monies. I don't know what you guys are thinking. I can afford a 
Ain't no one boat. here got boat, boat money. They're <laughs> yeah, like, well, we could just get a kayak or a canoe or whatnot. I and mean that would, well, and you can you can <laughs> rent a a kayak or a canoe or like a smaller boat that you can just like put on the top of the jeep to take up. Right. But those aren't big enough for for people. No. No. Like you need a small fishing boat. And yeah, I mean, maybe y'all could come together and rent one, but you would have to be on a lake that rented them. Well, and the other thing is, is I looked at and they were like, oh, a canoe or a kayak or something. And I and I love I love these women. They might as well be my sisters. Mm-hmm. We're just that close. Um we figured out our matching tattoos that we're gonna get yesterday. Aww. Um, but yeah, no, if it's a canoe, it's going to be Myra and I who are going to end up rowing that damn thing. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And loading and unloading it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So no, no, we're not getting a boat. I mean, I want a boat, but I would rather have a lake house first. And we know that's not happening anytime soon. Unless, unless someone wins it, the lottery. Or, or our podcast empire explodes. Yes. 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 Uh, so where are we with those social? <laughs> Jesus. I'm in the middle of hell time at work and oh and no, same triple, same. Triple same same. Anyhow. Um but so. so we need to I don't have my sticky, but I remembered for the first episode. Reading. I will give it it's highly quaffable. Mm-hmm. I like it. Um I will give it a seven point five. I enjoy it. It is in a pint can, which we all know. Gets an extra point or two. I mean, I either deduct a point and a half or give an extra point and a half, depending on the pint. We know me at this point. Okay, I have to say coffee right after that. Ooh, ew. Oh, ah. oh, no, no, no. Do you, it does not pair well with coffee. Um, I'm finishing an iced coffee that I made for myself before we started recording. Um, but no, it's... It's I really it, like it. I like it's, it. It's, it's sour and it's bright. I'm actually going to give it an eight and a half. Um, this, honestly, yeah, this I think would be perfect. I'm thinking with the lobster roll. Ooh. Oh, yes. The, like a, a buttery mayo lobster roll. and Like, like a New England lobster roll. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. And it's got all that fat because this would, this would cut right through it. This is also, it's a good, it's another one. I think it's good for barbecues. It's good for the summer. Um, it, it's delicious. I am quite happy with it. It's very good. It's very, very good. So I gave it a 7.5. You gave it an 8.5. Yes. Um, but yeah, just go give bow and arrow all of your money. So it's an eight. Yeah. Yeah. Just give them all their money. They're eight. The women are fucking gorgeous. Yes, they are. And the cans are beautiful and it's native and woman owned. Yes. Yes. So we're big proponents of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Anna has so almost threw an entire pint, and we are what ten minutes in, fifteen? Nah, not not much. I mean, it'll it'll get cut down. It gets cut down. It always gets cut okay. down. Um, but yeah, no, it's delicious. So Kim, I believe we are still talking about our lovely, warm, <laughs> friendly, yet savage and retaliatory, much like me. Camels. Okay. Camels are, are yes, they are retaliatory. They have a long memory. They're very stubborn. <laughs> but they're not mean unless you're mean to them. 
Unlike me, where my coworkers gave me a little, like, it's a shank knife. It is. It is a shank knife. It's, I, it really, it's an outdoor knife from Sweden, but it's a shank knife. And everyone that knows me is, why the fuck did those people give you the pointy thing? Okay, so seriously, she sent a picture of this thing. It's very cute. It is. It's, it matched my pants. And it, it's like this pretty blue-green. It's like a and, sagey color. And um, so we have a group text that's Elizabeth, Anna, and I, and... Anna sent a picture, and I seriously, it was almost instantaneous that the two that Libby and I were both like, "Oh my God, why?" <laughs> no, 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 because Anna, we will be in the emergency room with you. So yeah, so today we are discussing the the Camel Corps, and this episode um, is going to be about why we thought a Camel Corps would be a good idea. Yes. Okay. It is a little, based on, on the synopsis you give me ahead of time, it will be a little bit of American history, a little bit of Western history, mm-hmm. some of the thinking, and then the next episode we might actually get into the Camel The next Corps. episode will be the Camel Corps, um, the actual Camel Corps, which seems a little anticlimactic after all of this. But I'm sorry, y'all, there are so many, and I, I am learning how to edit. Bear with us, but we're on episode nine. 10, 11, 10 12, or 11, something 12, like something that. Something like that. Um, and so, so, Hannah, what do you know about American exceptionalism and Western expansion? Go! We are not exceptional. We're just not. But we think we are. Um, no, it, American exceptionalism, basically, that American, it, it's that can-do American attitude that comes out of the Puritans. Um, basically, God will make us great, and therefore we are great kind of thing. Um, Westward expansion is that God believed, manifest destiny. God believed that we would be the continent, and so we lived into that and became the continent. Also, Monroe was an asshole. Did did I miss? I mean, I missed big things, but massive brief synopsis. Monroe was an asshole. Um, That is a, a, a pretty succinct... 32nd definition <laughs> of to the great founding thoughts that make up Western expansion. Western expansion. So Western expansion, manifest destiny, American exceptionalism, all are this theory that our founding fathers had that we should, that we are on this continent and we have this great idea. And some, I have problems with, it's like most, philosophies when you are colonizing a new land. I have some issues with that, looking at it from a 21st century lens. Oh, I have problems looking at it from an 18th century lens. Well, but I also, it's like, but you look at the the theory and the knowledge Mm -hmm. and and the philosophies. Based on the fact that people weren't human. Right. And that we were better and exceptional. Yes, we white people were exceptional. But believes no one. We're just really good at killing things. Uh, like th- we are exceptional at, at killing kill, things. That that is American exceptionalism. But um, prove me wrong. So what happened is, you know, the, you've heard of the Monroe Doctrine mm-hmm. and the Louisiana Purchase. So all of a sudden, and, and Monroe through quite questionable constitutional means. Insanely, as in not really constitutional, but nobody really challenged it. Well, it was challenged. 
But not but successfully. Not successfully. Okay, we and, also have to remember just when we say it was challenged and not successful, you also have to remember that Jim Crow was challenged and it made it through. Right. Like there are a lot of things that made it through the Supreme Court because the justices were bigots. So just file this under not actually constitutional, but the justices were bigots. I think that's the best way to define it. And again, and Anna, you and I have disagreed on this before. We will yeah. disagree on this in the future. Huh. I am. Um, I like to look at it through the lens of the thinking of the time, and and I have a different view on that than what you have. And it's fine. We can disagree on oh, that. Yeah. That's that's part of what makes we disagree a lot. And that's kind of what makes this country great and our relationship great is fundamentally these are the facts and we're going to agree that these are the facts yes and how we got to that that particular set of facts and whether or not they were okay in historical lens or not is something we can agree on or disagree on and we're respectful about that yeah. let that be a lesson people you can disagree with people Oh no, all of these people that are on this, like, well, no one will like, disagree anymore. And it's like, no, 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 no. We, those of us who are still getting along, we agree that the facts are the facts. We agree in certain basic things. That science is science. Exactly. But we disagree about maybe how to move forward or forward. in different theories, theories. And, and different things like that. But like, there are certain things rooted in fact that we believe in. Um, so when I cut off all communication with certain family members because they still think Trump won, that's because he didn't. And someone, myself, believes in, like, fact, and the other person is a fucking idiot who believes in conspiracy theories. And 20 years ago, 10 years ago, we were making fun of that person. Right. Like, what? We're still not. Well, and my thing is, you can have difference of opinions. Mm -hmm. You can have your daughter FaceTiming you when she knows you're videoing. When you're okay, let hey, let's um, let's answer that and get Libby on the uh, podcast. Hey, we're recording the podcast, Libby. Dude, oh, you are on live. Say hi. Hi. We're discussing Western expansionism. Oh shit! Well, let's talk about it. Okay, cool. Well, we're still discussing Monroe Doctrine and the Louisiana Purchase. Yeah, my brief synopsis. Monroe is a jackass. Um, I mean, America just was created with jackasses. Yes. Yes. Yes, America was created with jackasses. On that, we agree. So, super fun fact, though, about the Louisiana Purchase and Kim is on our side of the family, treasurer was in charge so on our maternal on um, my maternal side we're Interesting. Yeah. So that's our claim to fame. So I love you. Can I call you when we're done? Can we call you when we're done? Yeah. 
So the Monroe Doctrine and the Louisiana Louisiana Purchase. Purchase. So um, we talked last time about Napoleon being at war. Yeah, he was really, really good at that. And he was really, really bad at paying for it. Yeah. Yeah, he was. And there was... We there was this chunk of land that France owned, kind of called Louisiana. Just and it, it went like huge. all the way north. It was it's not just the state of Louisiana. It, it is was, like it was a huge. Massive. Hold on. I was um, I was jotting down um, the Louisiana Purchase, and I was listening to an audio audible book. And I really love Audible books, but it's really hard to highlight what you need because then you've got to listen to it again and then try and jot this down. Yeah. So um, it includes Arkansas, Mississippi, Iowa, mm-hmm. Kansas, Nebraska, mm-hmm. Louisiana, New Mexico, mm-hmm. parts of Texas, mm-hmm. parts of Colorado, mm-hmm. and a bunch more. Um, Spain also claims that they own part of this land. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously... The indigenous people were here first, and then it was stolen by Spain, and then it was kind of stolen by France, but then and there Spain was, still claimed it, and there, there was, was a whole dis- war about it with Mexico. It's a thing. There was some disputed about who owned what and, and whatnot, but um, Monroe decided, the President Monroe mm-hmm. decided that he, he wanted this land, um, and he went about it in um, constitutionally questionable ways. Mm-hmm. But he ended, and Napoleon wanted to sell it because governing it was expensive. Was expensive, and there's that whole War of 1812 thing that that mm-hmm. well, and was the, then the, kind the of French played Indian into the French and Indian. And, there were a bunch of wars that were going on, and um, so the United States at the time thought, well, to quell some of this war and to get all of this land that we want, that we think we have a right to. Mm -hmm. And and my research went back to, you know, the whole um, Lewis and Clark expedition. And so we knew there was a shit ton of land out west. And we wanted it. And we really wanted it. Um, And so... There was this questionable purchase of all of this land. Mm-hmm. And a lot of this land, everybody thought it was a vast desert. Tell me what you think about Iowa being a vast desert. Anything along the Mississippi, which is basically what this land is, a lot of it is along the Mississippi. Mississippi. It is our most fertile farmland in the continent. Mm-hmm. Like, my family settled Iowa. I do not say that lightly. It's really, really, really right. good farmland, y'all. Like pigs and corn yeah. and soybeans. But the pigs are good. The corn is tasty. I mean, soy is soy. It makes me sick. What if? But it, you can grow basically everything there. It, that's how fertile it is. It's amazing. So, so uh, yeah, no. So I have in my notes here, and I'm not 100% sure what this means, so whatever. But from the 97th Meridian to the Rocky Mountains was Part of the territory that we had um, cut, and this was deemed the Great American Desert. And if you think back about previous episodes, um, why did we? What what animals are really good in the desert? Snakes and lizards and. What is the name of this four part series called? Camels. <laughs> Camels. Sorry, I was thinking about things indigenous to our land. 
<laughs> like snakes and camels and well, like other things. And during like this period after the after the um the Louisiana purchase, but before we get into um the the Mexican American War, people called this great expanse the Great American Desert. And it was very, very, very hard to traverse. Very hard to traverse. Um, there's not a whole lot of natural paths that go east-west or west-east in the United States. There's actually really none. There, you know, we, our rivers all run, for the most part, north-south. Yeah. So I am showing him a picture of what yep. the 98th meridian is. Mm-hmm. Um, so the 97th meridian is not quite, but close to the Mississippi. Yeah. Right. So the Mississippi 97th Meridian. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. The 98th goes the tip of Texas all the way. Like right. that's where it is. So if you go over to the to where the 97th would be, it would be approximately and I'm not looking at a map that's got all of them laid out, so this is just an approximation, but it would be approximately the Mississippi. Right. So apparently everything west of the Mississippi is a massive fucking worthless desert. Right. Just FYI. Well, and even though, and, and it was inhabited by a lot of Native Americans um, mm-hmm. and or indigenous people or, and please, if you're listening and you are Native American or indigenous or First Americans or Indians, please let me know what your preferred um, name is. I've, I've seen all and all but have been acceptable, but we want to be respected. Yes. We, I, I want to offer reverence, the reverence and respect that is due to the first Americans that are here. And I know I've said that before, but yes. um, because I have a great deal of awe and respect, plus a great deal of remorse for what the colonizers, our ancestors, had did. Um, and, and so the very least I can do is use the term that you would prefer that we yes. we use. Um, and again, I've seen it all, and I've heard that all are acceptable. Like, we have the Indian market, and the natives here love it and call it the Indian market. We have the Indian Art Institute uh, um, uh, yeah. in the American Indian Heritage Institute. Uh, we've got all of these, but I don't, I don't want to use disrespectful Yeah, I terms. mean, we, we, we as white ladies try to be as respectful as possible but when we are told different things by different people or when we research it and we get different things from different sources we're confused so we're not trying to insult anyone and if i use the term indian it's because i know that's what a lot of the institutions that the first americans or natives or indigenous indigenous people of north america have founded here and that's what they call that's that's the term that they use for it so I'm not trying to be disrespectful. Please don't email us and say, well, you called them Indians. Yeah. Now, also, because- if you're white, sit down and shut up. This is not your discussion to have. Um, we, we are talking to a specific group here. Right. Unless they ask you to speak, do not speak. Listen. It's a thing. Right. So anyhow, um, and I'm sorry, guys. I'm a little anxious today. So if it comes across, that's why. And, mm-hmm. and I don't know why I am, but... Um, we're very open. I have an- general anxiety disorder and PTSD, and um, they have flared in the last couple of days. So, uh, and I've talked to my therapist about it, and we're doing all the things I'm supposed to be doing about it. But it's kind of like um, even with treatment, 
shit still happens. Even with treatment, shit still happens. I have a broken brain. Yeah. And, it, and it's mending quite nicely most of the time. But um, sometimes things happen. I just, and we will always be completely and utterly transparent with that. So, um, anyhow. So, this vast land. The vast desert. Desert. The great that, American desert. That is west of the Mississippi, which I mean... Kind of right. There is a desert. It is large. We have Death Valley. Um, but you go also, south of Albuquerque. Oh yeah, no. I mean, there there really are deserts here. We are in the high mountain desert. desert. Um, but desert doesn't mean. I I think when people hear the word desert, the it is very evocative of the Saharan like sand well, dunes and this vast expanse of nothing, nothing but sand and extreme heat and it's like there's a lot of life here there's a lot of plants here we have water it's i spent yesterday lot, on a lake where people were pulling trout yeah. out i know i like this guy okay shell shell's gonna kill me for telling me this story shell did not have her glasses on mm-hmm. yeah and she just had her sunglasses on she did not have her prescription glasses on and this guy walks by and he's got um He's got a bunch of fish on stringer, right? Right. And um, Shell's like, is he hot or is it just that I want fish? And I'm like, he's like 17, so he's illegal regardless. <laughs> I'm sorry. Also, Shell, I love you. Um, is he hot or do I, I want fish? fish. Um, uh, well, I'm sorry. That's just, that's hitting me in the funnies right now. Well, and, and, and we have... Shell is Shell is the token single girl in our um and our token single person. Her pronouns are she, her, or they, them, um, by her own choice. And um not choice, but identity. You know what I'm saying. I know what you're saying. You're just you're mangling the fuck out of that. Just Okay, so my girlfriend my <laughs> in this conversation. My friend Shell. It's non-binary. It's non-binary, and her preferred pronouns are... Uh, she doesn't really have any preferred pronouns, but she presents a lot as a she, her, or uses they, them. She is a femme-presenting non-binary person. Thank you. That was a much better way to do it. And my anxiety is not going through the roof right now because I love and adore Shell, regardless of how she identifies or... Sometimes it's just easier to let the queer person do it. Yes. Uh, okay. Anyhow, um, but the ongoing joke is on Tinder up here, there's a lot of guys apparently who are holding fish and they're fish boys. <laughs> That's what she calls them. And so it's this joke about does the fish make you more attractive? Yeah. No. Um, uh, and I'm like, well, he's 17. So he was like so 16 or 17. Yeah. So. He's illegal regardless of how you look at it. Yeah, see, my brain went a different way with the fish joke. Um, I'm sure it did. But that's, I came up through the 90s, that's why. <laughs> so. uh, but no, I I think anywhere where you have a lot of, of rural area or a lot of like outdoorsy communities, you get men posing with fish. And I'm like, your ability to fish is not attractive. I can fish if I must. I will kill a thing to survive. If that thing is you, it means you've pushed me too far. But also, don't pose with the fucking fish. Or a dead animal. Just don't pose with dead things. It 
Just don't. Just don't. But I, I, I was tempted to ask that guy if he'd be like, I got 20 bucks. I'll take what you got. <laughs> but um, Can I pay for your hard work for the day? Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Capitalism at its finest. Yes. So, um. Also, yeah, that would have been, that would have been delicious. We're having fried chicken. Oh, oh no. I'm, I'm very excited about the fried chicken and potatoes and yeah. some starchy vegetable to go with it. Corn, no. green beans. Green beans, that works too. Something with butter and salt and pepper. I, we might have peas. You know. Something with butter and salt and pepper. Yes. And mashed potatoes and fried chicken that I've got marinating in um, mm-hmm. hot sauce and buttermilk right now. Oh, yummy. So I'm assuming that means cream gravy. I don't know if I'm going to do gravy or not. It's fucking hot and I'm going to be true. frying. True. True. True, true, true. So. And I always said, fuck this. We're having barbecue chicken tonight. <laughs> you totally And a could. green salad. And but also, you have the... She has one of those giant, like, fry daddy thingies uh-huh. that, like, we can we can fry the fish in that outside. Fish. I said fish. We can fry the chicken. I'm, I now have trout on the brain. We can fry the chicken outside in the thingy because it's, it's electric. It's way fucking hotter outside than it is inside right now. True. It's, like, a lovely 70 degrees inside, and it's, like, 94 out there. True. It's... Supposed to get down to the 70s at 9 seven o'clock or something. Or yeah. yeah. Anyhow, so what were we talking about? <laughs> the Great American Desert. Camels. Camels. Camels are good in deserts. Camels are good in deserts. And so, in, um, let me grab my notes here. <clears throat> and I don't have my reading glasses because some bitch made fun of me last time. And this is... Okay, just because I make fun of you doesn't mean you should stop doing things that you can read. I am your family. My I job is to it make larger. fun of you. Right, because that will stop the ridicule. Fuck you. <laughs> yep. So, um, there was this... Uh, so, we we got all this land. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then it, there was this little war called the Mexican-American War. Because mm-hmm. Texas had been act- annexed to the United States from Mexico. And just, I, I've... I, I mean... Sort of. So, and then Texas declared its independence. Yeah. And then we had a war. And... Davy Crockett, also an asshole, just so you know. King of the Wild Frontier. Asshole. Baby. Is there any... Davy Crockett. Okay. Asshole. Are, okay. Are there any people from our history that you're not going to say asshole to? Geronimo. Kind of an asshole. <laughs> Anyone else? No. You know what? Okay. A, you have to be an asshole to get stuff done. Like, I I myself can be an asshole to get stuff done. I just, I have a problem with people, like, outright stealing other people's land when they have signed fucking treaties saying they wouldn't. That would be Davy Crockett. I have a problem with the dishonor of the lie. Yes, but without the dishonor of the lie, we would not be living here. We might be. We would just not be speaking English. No, you and I, as white girls of German descent, would not. No, the Mexican, the Mexican country let the Anglo's into Texas so long as the white people behaved and swore essentially loyalty to the Mexican government, and then they didn't. I have a problem with that. Also, I mean. Me having a problem with something that happened like 200 years ago that I can't change is me having a problem with something 200 years ago that I can't change. I know, but I just want you to acknowledge the the dichotomy 
Oh, that I will. Of, of your statements. I mean, it seems silly to, well, if this didn't happen, you wouldn't be here. We don't actually know that. We have a much, the chances of you being here. Oh, no, are slim to none. Right. But also, I'm stubborn and I like it here. I know. I like it here, too. <laughs> Can we all just get along? <laughs> uh, I just, I am of the opinion that, yes, our ancestors did bullshit things. They Some of them assholes. were really great thinkers for their times. They were assholes, but they were really great thinkers yes. and they had vision and there was some, and I'm not blindly saying this, that we need to go and carp everybody up on some fucking mountain. Oh, no. I, I'm saying, there's a line from Hamilton, what are the odds that we're all here at the same, right. Right. Well, no, uh, and, I said this during the, the petroglyph thing. I am conflicted by the fact that I know that my ancestors did horrible things, but also I find pride in the fact that they within themselves found the courage to well, I look at the people go into Iowa and settle it. Like there's there's a it's a there's dichotomy. A give and take. There's a dichotomy to the whole thing. And right. I mean, I don't. I'm not one of those people who thinks that we should sit here and be like, well, that never should have happened. And it's like, okay, you know what? It did. We cannot go back in time and change it. So let's look at where we are now, and then let's fix the problems that it has caused because right. we don't know the pro. They didn't know the problems that it would cause, and their mindset was wrong in the terms of, you know, people. But then when you get into more modern settings, like the 215 bodies of indigenous children found at a residential school in Canada not that long ago. Right. Like, that's modern history. I have a massive problem with that. I have more of a problem with that than things that happened 100 years ago that I have absolutely no way of changing. Okay. And, and and there, it's how do I say this without sounding incredibly pretentious and acknowledging my privilege? I am a white, middle, solidly middle class. Some would say upper middle class woman mm-hmm. who has gained my privilege not through anything that I've done, but through the asshatness of my ancestors. Mm-hmm. I also feel there is a lot to be respected about the people who came here. And it's the same way I feel about the current immigration issues from from South America, who came here, saw a better life, saw that they could have a better life, and went for it with very little. No, I think, I mean, it's... And it's it's a difficult, it is complicated, it is complex. And we're not going to figure it out. Right, like there is no right answer and it's, okay, so shit happened and we have to acknowledge that the shit happened. Right, and I think we need to do a better job of acknowledging the shit that happened. Right, like when I'm sitting here saying Monroe was an asshole, it's me saying that knowing that what he did and what Western expansion did to the native peoples in the West and what it has done to the land in the West. Well, see, and, and, and yeah, no, and I, and I get that. Right, but and, it's, at the same time, I'm sitting here in 2021. I can't go back and undo what Monroe did. I can only sit here and say, well, that didn't turn out well. well. See, and I look at it as a student of history because I love history mm-hmm. and, and whatnot. I don't know. I mean, if I were in the same exact circumstances that, I, that I'm you know, as far as class-wise and whatnot, mm-hmm. in the early 1800s, as a white woman, 
No, I mean, you're being taught what you're taught. But I might I might think Monroe is a fucking genius. No, and that's the point. I mean, people yeah. in that point and in time. And it's easy enough to, to yeah. sit here with the 2021 lens and say, I, I'm sorry. And I know we're supposed to be funny and lighthearted, but this is. I think this is an important discussion. And I think it's a discussion when we come to sla- slavery in the Southwest, mm-hmm. you know, or that, the residential schools in the Southwest. Right. Um, we have our own history with that. Looking at you, Christianity. And Presbyterians in particular. Uh, uh, yeah. Here, yes. In some places, Catholics. In some places, Methodists. I mean, it. bad, bad, th- bad, bad things. things. Bad things. But, very bad things. But, I, you know, it's one of those things. Uh, we can't look at the histories, mysteries, murder, and mayhem without fully acknowledging that our ancestors... Or the, the Spanish-American, European, the Spanish-European ancestries. Like, there's a lot of layers of, and it's, the Southwest is this very weird conglomeration of layering of different conquerors on top of the Native people. And it just happens to be that right now, white European ancestry tend to be in the position of privilege over the quote-unquote Spanish-Latin Although, hi, again, Spain, part of Europe. Um, but it's it's this weird layering of, of Well, what's interesting, like we were talking about, you know, we had the, the, um, uh, the Louisiana Purchase. And as I said, Spain owned some of that land that mm-hmm. we apparently purchased. Except we didn't purchase from it from Spain. Um, well, and Libby called in while we were recording, mm-hmm. and she's like, oh, yeah, and I found this out. And Libby's doing a lot of research into, but Louise, uh, Libby's one of our ancestors. I'm of, I'm 75% German, 25% French, mm-hmm. as far as our ancestry, and that's been supported through different genetic testing, genetic testing and whatnot. family genealogy. And family lore. Yeah. Um, but one of our ancestors... <laughs> Got like five percent of the money from the Louisiana Purchase in France, and was never seen or heard from again. I mean, I feel that energy. I would totally do that, right? Like, oh, okay. So let me li- let me write a little clause in this because no one's fucking reading, reading it. it. All right. Let me write a little clause in that gets me a payday. And then I'm just going to nope the fuck on out of this because I do not want to deal with you people, and I do not want to deal with you people. It, so one of my favorite lines from this movie that I love, um, it French Kiss. My, you have the worst taste in movies. I do, but it's Meg Ryan and Kevin <laughs> Klein, and, it, and it's funny. Um, but no, there's this line. My ass is twitching. You people make my ass, ass twitch. twitch. <laughs> and I'm like, that is how I feel about most people, yes. I see myself being the crazy old lady. My ass is twitching. You people make my ass twitch. It will happen because... It's just, it's, I feel like it's the energy of my ancestors. Some days I wonder if that's why we noped the fuck on out of Virginia and then Ohio, because there were too many fucking people there. So we went to someplace else where we're like, okay, finally, there are no people here. I mean, okay. it's my family energy. There you go. You cannot deny that. No, you can't. So, um, so after we bought this big old plot of land, we had this war with Mexico and Texas and Texas was annexed and then they were their own thing. And then we beat their asses and then, um, we signed the, tra- <laughs> the Treaty of Hidalgo, which gave us, us in air quotes, yeah, all of Texas 
going all the way to the Rio Grande and then some, mm -hmm. um, which included New Mexico. Yes. And Again. Yeah, because New Mexico is like, who the fuck owns New Mexico? And New Mexicans are like, leave us the fuck alone. <laughs> As is, I feel like the reason that we like it here so much is because we're like, you know what? Sit down, shut up, and let me do my fucking thing. Yeah, when Trump came here, we're like, Trump realizes we're a state. Oh, shit. Right? <laughs> yeah. We were kind of hoping to annex ourselves. He's still... They still owe the city of Albuquerque hundreds of thousands of dollars yes, for that. The, and, they, the oh, county of Bernalino. Yeah. The Trump people still owe lots of cities and states hundreds of thousands of dollars. He did win. I don't know who needs to hear that. It did not happen. He did not win. And there was no election fraud. Anyhow. So. Um, Just your daily reminder. And we ended up with this whole acquisition of land under this treaty. Um, we also got California, Nevada, New Mexico, Arizona, Texas, Colorado, and Utah. So we had this vast area of land that we knew was going to need defending. Mm -hmm. um, there was um, this issue with, you know, the native people who had lived here, the Spaniards and the Mexicans who had settled all of this land and still thought that it should belong they were loyal to the spanish flag yep there were um i mean there are still pockets within new mexico and other parts of the southwest where the primary language is spanish and it's a dialect of spanish that hasn't been around for a really fucking long time it's funny because i read an article and i i wish i could remember where this was a couple years ago and i can't remember where um because i would cite it i would definitely mm -hmm. cite it um where it's kind of like there are pockets of Virginia mm -hmm. where the language that is spoken in homes is truer to Shakespearean era English mm -hmm. than what is spoken in England. Mm -hmm. And just like there are pockets of New Mexico where Spanish is spoken that is truer to 16th century, 17th century Spanish mm -hmm. than what they can find in Spain. Yep. And so linguists come to the United States because of these, these pockets. pockets. Yeah, no, I mean, no, but it's like Iceland is closer to actual ancient Nordic languages than Sweden or, or Norway or Denmark or, or Denmark or any of the other Scandinavian countries because they were separated for so long from anyone else and any outdoor, outside influence in the language that it's been able to stay this little pocket. And for anyone who is listening from outside of the Southwest, um, we have vast open expanses of space and it's really easy to lose people here, which can be both a good thing and a bad thing, depending on what you're doing. Uh, so that's why, I mean, we do have these places and I mean, Virginia also has places like that. Yeah. I, I just thought that was fast. Languages fascinate me and, and mm -hmm. how language evolves. develops and yeah. evolves. Um, but anyhow, so the United States it found itself in the late 1840s, early 1850s, with a shit ton of land. Most of it, they thought, was desert, and a good chunk of it was yeah, actual no, legitimate desert. The and southern half of what they purchased was legitimate desert. The northern half... Purchase or acquired. Not, not so much. <laughs> um, and so there was, what are we going to do to defend this, to mm -hmm. settle it, mm -hmm. to make it American? And so now that we have this great land grab and we understand the basis, this is pretty much how the Southwest, very, very 
high-level overview of how the Southwest became the Southwest. Um, now that we have this, we have all of the history we need for the United States Camel Corps, which we will be doing next episode, I promise you. So until then, we are going to say, Manana! Manana.